My Govanen. Welcome to the Tolkien Lore Channel. I'm Tolkien Geek, and in this week's Thursday Tolkien Thoughts, I am actually responding to a specific question by a viewer whose name I'm pretty sure I know, but I can't find the comment anymore, so I'm not going to put words in somebody's mouth by accident. Uh, basically, they wanted me to comment on Faramir's words to Frodo, or in the movie, it's actually Gandalf's words to Pippin, so you may remember it that way, about the the decline of the kingdom of Gondor. And the line is that kings made tombs more splendid than houses of the living, and counted old names in the rolls of their descent clearer than the names of dearer than the names of sons. And he mentioned this and said, you know, could you comment on this and is there any particular lesson that this would, you know, give to us today? I'm not sure this critique of the Gondorian kingdom has any particular application to our modern culture, although I think maybe it has a... the criticism is based in a problem which is similar to a problem in modern culture, but which has a very different expression. I think this points actually more to something which is more ancient than any of our modern problems. And this kind of connects very strongly with something that Tolkien said in one of his letters, where he said that the Numenorians are, in a lot of ways, very Egyptian. And he mentions different architectural things, you know, they're, like, even the crown, he drew a picture of their crown, I think it's in the letters where it looks kind of like an Egyptian headpiece, and also just their tendency to be certain ways in their culture, and this fits in that very nicely, because if you want to talk about tombs more splendid than the houses of the living, it's hard to imagine a better example of that than, say, the Great Pyramids, which are some of the biggest tombs ever built, and much bigger than even, you know, a lot of palaces. So, Tolkien, I think, here is really talking more about a certain tendency to emphasize the afterlife. And in this context, Faramir is talking about how the Numenorians and their descendants in Gondor had this really big issue with death. They wanted to find a way to keep living, which ironically is what led them to have shorter lifespans in Numenor and eventually in Gondor and Arnor. And so there's this tendency when you want to find a way to live forever to focus kind of on the dead. You know, can we... Will you kind of reverence the dead in a weird, twisted sort of way? Like the Egyptians thought of the dead as going on to an afterlife, and so they put all this stuff in the tombs of the kings who died so that they would have it in the afterlife. And this doesn't seem logical to our modern minds, really, but there is a certain perverse logic to it, and Tolkien is kind of critiquing that. He's like, the, the lesson, more or less, is, you know, we should accept the fact that we are mortal that we're not going to take anything with us and live our lives as best we can while we can, not focusing on these other problems. And of course, he also tacks on the bit about, you know, counting the names in their, of their descent dearer than the names of sons. You know, these people are not looking forward to their own, you know, descendants and how to better the world for them. They're looking 
forward to how they can maybe achieve immortal life for themselves. And it's a very self-centered type of thing. Now, this is similar in some ways to things that are in our modern culture and that is reflected in some ways in things like advances in medical technology that people are hoping will bring about, you know, kind of eternal youth more or less, or at least long-lasting youth and longer life and things like this. And that kind of a thing Tolkien would have deplored, but I don't think our problem is so much focusing as heavily as the Egyptians did on the dead and really puffing them up and putting them in great tombs. That's not really where we're at as a culture. Our expression of that same kind of selfish desire for unending life has resulted in other things than what the Egyptians did. We are, in a similar way to what Faramir says, you know, not really focusing on our own progeny and, and, and making the world better for future generations. And that's partially because a lot of people in our culture are not even having children the way that they used to. And so, and that's not just in America. I mean, Japan has had a problem with this for a long time. Lots of countries are in a decline in terms of being able to replace their own population. And that gets into a lot of issues. Some people would say that we should do that because we're putting too much of a strain on the planet. Other people would say that, no, we're not. But from a Tolkienian perspective, Tolkien, I think, would very much deplore the idea. In fact, I want to say, and I may be wrong about this, but I am fairly certain he critiqued the idea of a Malthusian worldview. And if you don't know what I'm referring to there, Thomas, Thomas Malthus, I think was his name, was a guy back in a few hundred years ago who thought that the world was getting overpopulated. And this is, you know, a couple hundred years ago or better, if I'm not mistaken. And there have been people like this throughout history that said the world's getting overpopulated and they've always made this prediction and it never comes true. And some people would say that we really are getting there now. Whether we are or not, I don't think Tolkien would have, you know, held any truck with that kind of a worldview. And so I think he would have criticized this idea that we should have fewer children so as to save the planet. Tolkien was a Catholic and a humanist, and he was very much focused on the human, you know, the human element. Humans should be living and should be procreating and should be doing what they can in their lives to make things better for their future, you know, generations. So while there is some connection here, it's not really the same thing. It's like there, at root there's a similar selfish desire, the desire to live forever and be very self-centered about it and not really caring about your own children. But the expression of it is very different because in our modern world, we're not having kids. Whereas in Gondor, they were having kids. They just were focusing more on the dead and burying them with tons and tons of stuff, which is not something that we do. If anything, in the last decade or so, there's been a lot more emphasis on everybody who came before, like, say, 1960 was awful because they were all racists and all this other stuff. And nobody that lived before 1900 certainly was worthy of any kind of praise. So it's weird, but the same kind of selfish motives have expressed themselves in nearly opposite ways. Not exactly opposite, but very, very different ways. So that's my thoughts on that. It's 
a little bit more into the vein of, you know, Tolkien's own politics and worldview than I normally do on this channel, but it is interesting because Tolkien does put these lines in the, you know, in in his characters' voices that clearly do seem to reflect his own worldview, and it's interesting to pick it what he's getting at, what he means, and it's also interesting to connect that in the book, which doesn't give us that Egyptian connection to these things that he wrote in his letters, which throw a little extra light on what he wrote and give it a little extra flavor. So I thought it was interesting to look at it regardless. So that's my Thursday Tolkien thoughts for the week. And until the next time, I'm the Tolkien Geek, signing out for the Tolkien Lore Channel. Namadiyay.